0: Anthony Heron and Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score.
2: Now, if there's one thing that
0: Ant and I know well, it's relationships. <laughs> <laughs> I love the laugh. We didn't say we were good at them, but we know them well. Both yeah, man, working at them. Both he and I are married. And so it's, it's only fitting we talk about this Travis Kelsey story that's come out recently where his ex, Kayla Nicole, was talking about, hey, you know, he, he would make me split the bills in the house. You know, and and it's something that that we so I first want to say, okay, what are your initial thoughts about Travis Kelsey? <laughs> obviously, like you were just talking, maybe that's why uh, Kittle was talking about he needs to be paid a little bit more because as money, <laughs> he feels like his he needs to have more money because he had his
1: girlfriend. What are your initial thoughts on that of Travis Kelsey making his girl split the bills? I mean, was she kind of thinking he needed to be out there like Prince Akeem, like you know, <laughs> renouncing his throne and She's you know, just kind of give it to all? Me. Yeah, man. I mean, there's some standards out there that some folks have that. You know, don't always jive with, a, with what another person might expect from a relationship. But financially, if it's true, like he didn't give her anything but $100 in the what were it 5 or 6 years they were together. I got I mean, I don't know. I, I guess that that seems a little extreme, you know. Hold I on, get, time
0: out, time out, time out, time out, because we need a baseline here. How much money have you dropped into your wife's account in the last since you want to talk about Travis Kelsey and his 100 oh. bucks? I mean, me and my wife been together since college,
1: man. So I mean, it's it's it's, already, it's melted you know, together. You guys don't. Have, to, that's what yeah. I'm it's hard to hard to put one dollar value on that. Okay, you know, fine. How, accounts, how about this? I love this accounts conversation. Accounts have long since merged.
0: How, how about how about this then? Would you say over under in the last let's say in the last five years? Let's go with Travis Kelsey. Hmm. Over under last five years, have you have you hit her with five grand?
1: I mean. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, well, over, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the Damn. breadwinner. You know, let's put it that way. I so, like yeah, this. I like this, a honey. A lot of lot of money that has to change hands within the relationship here. So, I forget, you yeah. know,
0: former NFL player, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, media media mogul here. I'm I'm a little guy. I'm giving my girl twenty dollars to get some French tip <laughs> manicures. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, baby, you want the no chip? Mm, mm. I don't know. I don't know. Let's okay. two
1: pieces of cheese. (laughs) Look it up. Right, right.
0: She's like, I want a taco dinner. But, baby, you know you're not going to eat all three of those tacos and the rice and beans. Why don't you just get two tacos and keep it simple? Extra food going to waste. You better find somebody to do something with. I just, I look at their relationship. And and Travis, I mean, he's a little hood. Let's be honest. Travis Kelsey is is definitely a little hood. So hood. Very hood, right. And then you Mm -hmm. hear him talking. You're like, okay, you're really about that life. (laughs) And so maybe he's just a guy that, you know, was once broke. And he feels like, you know, this is 2022. Feminism is is, is out there, right in front of your face and and you want to have, maybe he wants to give his opportunity for his girl to, you know, do her thing so she can feel empowered.
1: Didn't want her to be offended if he were trying to, you know, pay for everything himself, open every door, you know, wait for her to enter the car, that kind of thing. You know, maybe he just felt like, you know, as a strong, independent woman, that uh, he he didn't want to, you know, feel like he was being a a little bit, uh, a little bit too extra you know with maybe he just knew this she, might be she was
0: maybe he just knew she was just gonna be a, a, a side chick you know like obviously they broke up multiple times a so long cheated time. on her a okay bunch.
1: so they did break up multiple times oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. he'd
0: right. been cheating on her for for years well let's just say that's what she see, what happened was this like back, like a couple of months ago she got drunk and went on social media and was like ask me anything Ah. and so then people started okay. asking her questions how did you meet travis she was like well mm. i slid in his dm <laughs> it's like I don't know. Okay, how about how about you and your wife? I mean, obviously, you guys have been together for a long time. Was this? Uh-huh. Did you approach her? or Did she approach you?
1: Uh, I approached her. Okay. I approached her. Yep. So
0: yeah. So you guys, man, you, it, you're, you're 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 from back in the day. So there was no, you didn't slide in like a, a Instagram DM account,
1: right? You no. This was uh this was well well before any any social media. You were on my oh, you like before MySpace existed. too. Okay. Uh, oh man, this is back in the nineties. Yeah. Oh yeah. damn. It's, 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 we, we've been at this so for had, a while. You had to go so. knock on her door and talk to her dad. <laughs> Uh that's that's eventually what had to happen. Yeah. Okay. That's definitely what happened as, as we uh as the relationship advanced to a certain point. How how long have uh have you and the miss been together? We've been together for quite some
0: time. I mean we you know we obviously we have our two year old and our seven month old. Mm-hmm. I I told her the day that I met her that I wanted to steal her Ooh. for the rest of my life.
1: Okay. First day I met All her. All right. We had talked for 10 mean minutes. She was already entangled at the moment. No, no. Then no. no. Stealing
0: her from someone else? <laughs> no, 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 no. She was she was okay. free as a bird. Timing fortunately was, was there for the both of us. But 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 let me ask you this, because I because I am interested in the perspective of a former NFL player, as you are, Ant, in, in this mm-hmm. particular situation. Because I mean, us as fans, you know, we, we're more concerned about your life on the field. Mm-hmm. And off the field, we are not necessarily privy to the information of of how those finances work. Is it expected? Right. Is this something that's expected and maybe Travis Kelsey trying to break the mold where, you know, you're the NFL player, so you just handle business or are people out are are there like what's the percentage of NFL players that are out there with girls that can that can hold their own financially in, in that regard?
1: I mean, there's definitely especially if if you didn't meet her, if you didn't meet your significant other until after you were already a professional athlete there's usually going to be an assumption that goes along with that. You know, like my situation we met in college where, you know, we both just playing at the same financial level at that point. That's a very different different <laughs> deal, different deal in my trust in her, you know, in, in what I end up earning as a professional athlete, different deal just what the expectations of a relationship are. But then normally somebody going in and I mean, frankly, even if it's not a relationship, man, you just – go out to eat with a pro athlete. and A lot of folks are just assuming that that check is probably going to be picked up by somebody else. And then when you just have that many different encounters with people where they're just assuming because they, you know, they kind of think they understand your financial wherewithal that, that you're picking up the check here, check there, that, you know, maybe, uh, you know, a, a person who you have a, some version of a relationship with or a family member or whatever is kind of assuming that there's different things that didn't happen, like around the holidays, you know, like, God, oh, you going to break me off with this nice Christmas gift or those types of things. I can only imagine with Travis Kelsey with as, as many fits and starts as it sounds like their relationship had, it seemed like if nothing else, man, if, if that was really how he was rolling financially, it does seem to me like there was there hadn't been a level of trust that was kind of established, yeah. if that's really how they were rolling. It sounds like there's a whole bunch of different ways that they were kind of getting down, not only with each other, but with other folks, where I, I suppose <laughs> I, I'm i guessing that that's not the only reason they're not together sure. anymore because he wasn't picking up the check. Of
0: course, we're talking about Travis Kelsey, who just broke up with his girlfriend, and she went online, and she was like, listen, I had to pay half the bills all the time, and he only gave me $100 the entire time we were together, which was for, for some years, over two years, so I mean I I think about that and and, and I try to think about I want I put myself in the shoes of, of a girlfriend of a of an NFL player and I think to myself what would my expectations be, what would I want in this particular mm. Let me tell you something, never want, I, I'm I, the only thing I'll be doing is fake offering. <laughs> fake offering i'm like baby let me get this let me get this bill and and i, I just want that's a fake offer very that. empty
1: kind right. of reaches the hand across the table real slow not even that to
0: it's gonna be it's gonna be faker than that it's gonna be the the hey do you want me to get this one knowing <laughs> damn well i want you to say no right and then like even when it comes to vacations hey baby you want me to get the uh you know you pick the little things out uh, you, you want me to get the right. rental car <laughs> not the hotel. Not the not the, oh, yeah. the all inclusive uh, anything. Just uh, the, the rental car. You want me to pay for the the Saturday's excursion? You know, just one excursion. Just the valet. Uh, the valet. Yeah, anything. Right. I'll I'll buy the Uber to the airport. Like, don't worry. But I'm not you you'd be out your damn mind if I'm dating an NFL player and I and I'm over here thinking that I gotta pay half of the bills. And and I'm, I'm trying to think. Would I ask for some money? I wouldn't ask for some money. I would just it'd be my See, lifestyle.
1: Hey. I've seen the real extreme reaction that as tends to be the case on Twitter, where the, the reaction is going to be extreme either way, like oh Travis Kelsey, legend, and blah blah blah, or man, this dude's out here crazy, all the money he's got. How come he's you know not just picking up everything every time they go somewhere? And I'm, I'm cool with it just being somewhere in the middle, man. And it, it doesn't sound like she was caught off guard by it, like there wasn't some understanding of this. I don't think it makes him. A legend that he didn't pick it up. Like if if I'm in that same scenario, I'm certainly more likely to pick up a whole lot more tabs than just nothing but a hundred dollars sure. for five or six years in a relationship. But if that's their understanding, or when you think about the amount of like, you know, seminars that pro athletes are going through talking about just finances, people trying to take this from you, being careful with that. They're that deep into the relationship where apparently they've broken up several times. If you're describing it that way, then you know I, I don't think it's crazy that that he wouldn't be willing to do. Like, I, man, I'm surprised it wasn't a little bit more than that. But right. you know, to man. split checks here and there, you know, they, they was not married. There are people that are listening right now, rolling
0: their eyes like mugs that are making like fifteen, twenty, twenty five dollars an hour that are saying to themselves you know how much money I've given my girlfriend over the last two years and Travis Kelsey's making millions and millions of dollars and he's not breaking her off? I guess maybe you should be taking a page out of his book look hey, at man, brian it, look it, at it brian 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 looks like our, our producer brian callahan looks like he's crying thinking about the amount of money he's giving his girls and women are you Are you in a relationship brian i'm married man oh really yeah man. yeah i'm yeah. Uh, i mean i work in radio so you know my wife takes care of me <laughs> <laughs> smart man
1: all right so if if you put yourself in this travis kelsey scenario there brian callahan what, what do you what, what do you make of it do you think he was handling it correctly I mean, Brian doesn't even pay half the bills, according to what he just said right now. He's not worried about this.
0: He's like, don't show my wife this. Yeah, don't show my wife this article. I don't want her to see. Yeah, it's okay. (laughs) I'm Gabe Ramirez. He's Anthony and Of course, that's our producer extraordinaire, Brian Callahan. Enough Travis Kelsey. Let's talk about something that's going to be affecting us here in the city of Chicago. Of course, I'm talking about the Crosstown Classic. What time are things going to be kicking off? And what are some final thoughts that Ant and I have regarding the series? We'll do that right after this on 670 The Score. Anthony Heron and Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. The Crosstown Classic kicks off this weekend. Chicago Cubs versus the Chicago White Sox. Of course, first pitch on the score... Saturday is at 540, or excuse me, yeah. 540, the pregame starts. And then of course 605 first pitch. Sunday pregame starts at 1235 with our boy Zach Zaidman, Pat Hughes, Ron, of course. Uh and I'm I'm thinking, I'm looking at this, and I'm just I always, you know, as a kid growing up in Chicago, you you always look forward to these things. And but I know some people have been saying like it brings out the worst in in, in the fans, but it's always so funny because I, I I always look to my Facebook feed for these kinds of things, and it's like you know it's a good series when both sides are talking trash, mm-hmm. but when it's crickets, it's like it's not fun when you don't get to talk trash to the to the other team's fan base, you know? Like right, right now, right now if the White Sox win these two games, and you go on Facebook and you're like, that's right, Papa smack them cup like you're a bully at that point and no one really cares like you you look more like an a-hole than like a true fan in this particular situation but can you believe it's been 16 years since that bench clearing brawl where you know Michael Barrett punched A.J. Perzinski 16 years bro that seems like such a long time ago
1: and and he was I mean you know let's be real and A.J. Perzinski will be on the TV broadcast this weekend too but I mean there was a lot of folks around town. A lot of folks around baseball. Who wouldn't mind punching A.J. Brzezinski at that point in his <laughs> career, man. So Michael Barrett was kind of doing God's work as a lot of oh, folks stop, saw stop. at that point. But I think when it came down to it, the, the way that things have played out in the years since then, where we really haven't. I was talking to Gonzo about it earlier in the show. and We had him on. There really hasn't been a stretch where both teams have been going for it at the same time and these last couple of years are no different. So I think that takes a little bit of the steam out of it. But when you think about just how beleaguered Sox fans emotions have been this year, you got a 500 squad, but it's been damn near a month since the last time that the Sox were either multiple games over or multiple games under, under 500. They've just been right there hovering either at 500, a game above a game below. And, it just it feels like they're a much worse ball club than than their performance even shows. The run differential is crazy. You're coming off a day where the two squads combined have given up. They gave up more runs yesterday than the Cubs and Sox did in one day ever in the history of the sport. Oh my and God. both these squads have a really long history, man. Sixteen runs over here, 20 runs over there. So it doesn't have the steam going into this weekend. Because right now, both fan bases are just kind of feeling like you've, you've seen the club, the Cubs flail around a little bit. you are seeing the Sox just not looking like the squad they were expected to be. And then what they both ended up giving up yesterday it just took a whole lot of steam out of what can be going on this weekend. So I do think, though, that from a Sox perspective, Sox fans, if they come out there and, and have a nice series this weekend – I do think it's worth talking a little smack because the the way they've been looking this year, there have not been a whole lot of opportunity for Sox fans to kind of puff their chest out a little bit.
0: Well, that's why you can't talk trash because then the Cubs fans have that as ammunition. If you're a Sox fan, I'm saying, (laughs) like I am. But but what's interesting is that they're usually trying to prove something to the city itself, right? Where Mm. either the Cubs or the Sox are trying to say, hey, we're the best team right now for our city, respectively. But I feel like this year they're just trying to prove something to themselves, both teams. Where this—that's what this series is doing. It's—it's it's something for the Sox to look at and say, "Hey, who are we? Are we? You know, we know we're not this bad. So let's go ahead and, and prove that we can beat the Chicago Cubs. And then the Cubs are saying to themselves, "We're not this bad. And maybe if we beat the <laughs> Chicago White Sox, we can then prove to ourselves that hey, we are a team that isn't going to finish last in the NL Central. Because it's very possible that that something could happen, especially when you just had that series against the Cincinnati Reds. And of course, you know the Pittsburgh Pirates. They're, they love playing against the Cubs and want to prove to themselves with their hodgepodge of players that they are also better than the Chicago Cubs. So again, I think it's more so they're proving it to themselves than actually proving it to the city where it has been in years past. And and, and they got to turn the corner eventually. I know Gonzo said it's going to be in July, but I think every Sox fan will tell you that needs to start right now, like right mm. now, like the the, the the moment is here for the Chicago White Sox to start whatever run they feel like they're going to go on. And regardless of the fact of whether people are are injured, regardless of the fact that your pitching hasn't uh, lived up to its standards so far, okay, fine. You had a shortened spring training. You had a a, a crappy start to the season because you didn't get the April in like you would have wanted to. Fine. Okay, I'll accept that. It's like a bad relationship. You want to give me these excuses? Listen, I'll take you back, but I need you to change. And I need you to change right now because if you're going to stick in your old ways, then we're gonna have to I'm going to have to kick you to the curb. Pafuera is what you would say in Spanish. <laughs> that's oh, how that's right. you say, Pafuera. Uh, outside, send them out there.
1: But I, I get, I get so passionate. I don't know if Brian had his finger on the dump button for that one or not. Because uh, <laughs> the he, good thing about probably... Spanish,
0: nobody knows what you're saying, <laughs> and, and the Spanish people that hear it, they just laugh. They're not going to go call uh, the FCC on you or anything right, like that. Right. But again, I, you know, I, I look at this, I look at this team, and I say to myself, the Chicago White Sox specifically. And I say, to, I say to myself, hey, let's not take this lightly. Let's not look at this as a, as a crosstown rivalry. Let's go ahead and look at this as this is another team in Major League Baseball that we have to beat in order to define our season and say, hey, we are headed in the right path in order to be headed to the playoffs. You know how much it broke my heart for Gonzo to say, no, the White Sox aren't going to win the World Series? Yeah, I mean, that, that hurts. You ain't wrong. That, right, yeah, fair. I mean, <laughs> fair. Yeah. And then they've done, they've done nothing right. to, to show otherwise. Right. But it hurts where, you know, heading into the season you had these high expectations and Ant, you and I talk about this a lot with the bears where the fandom creates this unrealistic expectation and it takes a toll on the players because now they have this uh, like pressure to live up to whether it's the cubs mm-hmm. needing to win three world series whether it's the <laughs> bears needing to go back to back in 85 86 87 like like if if the, like those are the that's the those are the pressures that are expected here from from the players so for for you what, what kind of t- am I am I making that up or do you feel like that pressure is still has an effect on players.
1: No, I, I definitely think it does, without a doubt, man. And especially adding social media into the mix here too. And with with as passionate as both fan bases are, it surprised me a little bit. Like there's a an article that was on NBC Sports Chicago or NBCSports.com Sports.com, um, you know, talking about the the crosstown classic and the, the rivalry and kind of ranking a lot of the sort of intercity rivalries specifically in baseball. Uh, who wrote it, Tim Stebbins, uh, wrote it on NBCSports.com. And, you know, they had the Subway Series ranked number one between the, the New York squads. The Freeway Series ranked number two. That's the one that really shocks me because, you know, for one thing, obviously LA's baseball, the, the Dodgers are a huge deal in L.A. The Angels, they just, even though a lot of money gets spent on that squad, I don't know, man. I I don't really view the the L.A. versus L.A. rivalry necessarily being a bigger deal, right, man? I mean, I, if anything, when you get to the Bay Area, like the Bay Bridge series, yes. where you're talking about the A's, the Giants, two squads with legit history that have been competitive a lot, and you know, the Giants fan base super passionate. The A's fan base is smaller, and it, it's not, but it's it's it is passionate. It's just a smaller fan base with Oakland, what they're dealing with with the A's and the Giants. But I would have put the the Bay Bridge series ahead of that. And I really feel like that what we got here in Chicago can be even better if you get what could happen next season, maybe the season after that, if you're on the gonzo clock here. But (laughs) where both teams are really trying to ascend, trying to compete at the same time, because there's no doubt Sox fans are into it right now. We know the Cubs fans are willing to hang with them through thick and thin, it just feels like, man, you could really get a crescendo out of this thing if both squads were really trying to go for it at the same time. We just haven't seen that a lot here over the past couple of decades.
0: He's Anthony Heron. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 670 The Score. It's funny, Ant, when you're talking about those, those uh, crosstown classics, so to speak, with, with these, these uh, cities and these teams, the only AL team that's perennially better than the NL team is, is the Yankees over the Mets. Every other team, you think. I mean, you get the Cubs, you know, obviously the favorite, the child of the city here in Chicago. Dodgers mm-hmm. over the Angels, the Giants over the A's in that in that respect. But the, the Yankees is the only team in the AO that gets more love than the NL counterpart. Why do you feel like the Cubs get so much more love than than the White Sox?
1: like a, a lot of it was was about what was going on when like kind of when our generation were kids but certainly when our parents were were sort of in in their their heyday kind of the golden era of of baseball when it was still America's pastime and whatnot because you had WGN you had this the celebrity factor of Harry Carey just kind of blasting out through TVs all over the country even internationally and so it turned the Cubs into a different type of brand than most baseball teams around the country really had the potential to be able to turn into. That's where you know that that partnership with WGN where folks were really upset about the marquee network and what it meant for not being able to, to view the Cubs on free TV because so many folks grew up not just in Chicago but all around the country having that potential to watch Cubs games wherever they were at and having Harry Carey's personality associated with it and, and being in some ways bigger than the game, especially in seasons where the Cubs weren't doing well, yeah. but you still had what Harry Carey represented just for the, the joy, the jubilance of, of baseball, of Chicago, of the Cubs, of Wrigley Field, and the, the pageantry, the history associated with that, that baseball mecca. So I think that just ended up putting the Cubs on a different plateau because of that partnership than what a generation or multiple generations of White Sox fans really had access to. But because there's so much sports passion in this city, now seeing the White Sox do with they're beginning to do and having the partnership directly with NBC Sports Chicago, and we know how how great of coverage that they do not only in baseball but in but in hoops as well. So I do think that there's potential for the White Sox to continue to kind of build things there, but it's going to be hard yeah. for for them to even try to you know rival what the Cubs have, rival what you know what the Cubs deal with just from a passion and a. You know, and the, the standpoint of what they do at the gate and on a consistent basis. But if the Sox put something together here consistently for a number of years, then this generation of fans that are yes. kind of growing up into it will have that opportunity to really expand that Sox fan base to something that's got deeper roots than what it feels like when the team isn't doing as well. Doesn't always show up at the ballpark to be there for them.
0: You definitely have to groom a generation, and you can do that yeah. with winning. It changes the culture. It changes kids. They want, they love, you know, rooting for a winner, just and like I did. Sustained winning,
1: right? Yeah, like yeah. I mean, you know, obviously you had you know that 05, 06 time frame and Ozzy running things and being a celebrity in his own right. Sure, didn't sustain. But even before, and before that, the reason I'm a Sox
0: fan, right? Growing up when the Frank Thomas, Blackjack McDowell. Yeah. Wilson Alvarez era Robin Ventura Ozzy I mean those are guys that you looked at and you 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 really wanted to watch that team play year after year and of course you cannot minimize the effect of WGN and what it's done especially with the diaspora that happens with Chicagoans right spread out throughout Uh the country and then they get an opportunity to watch their team on WGN I'll tell you whenever I would go to Puerto Rico in the summer let's say if I was visiting my grandfather or whatever WGN was playing in Puerto Rico so, you know, wow. if you're looking at a home, like, that's their home team is the Cubs because it's, okay. it's playing over there, right? But that's how big WGN it was
1: when it, when they were playing those games. Right. But then as a Sox fan, it's I said— the same say, thing in Iowa, man. Like, being on campus at the University of Iowa, wasn't a whole lot of folks wearing White Sox caps. But there's all kind of Cubs caps <laughs> yeah. and Cubs t-shirts and everything all over the place,
0: man. All right, so before we get, get you out of here—or before we, we actually get out of here, I should say— um, Predictions for the weekend, uh, two game series. What do you think is going to happen despite everything that's going on with either team?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the Sox. Go ahead and sweep this thing, man, man. Just make it, you know, start to try and, and get back to the, the echelon where they're supposed to be. And I think there is some steam that's coming, a little bit of excitement because Lance Lynn getting healthy soon, Aloy Jimenez getting healthy soon, what that would mean just to the lineup as a whole. And, and you know, I've, the Cubs have been playing better baseball lately, so there's no doubt about that. You can make the case. Over the last couple of weeks here, Cubs been playing you know for stretches better baseball than the Sox have. They both had their moments yeah. here as of late, but I do think that uh, the Sox know they got to get their act together. I'm still not, I'm not convinced that you know what happened with the Yankees and and the way that that did have some galvanizing potential for it. I'm not going to assume that that's completely worn off because of what that Red Sox offense did to them. Yeah, I'm under the impression the Sox going to get this done.
0: Yeah, of course. Sox got Johnny Cueto on the mound. You, you're still not necessarily sure what you're going to get every time he's on the bump. Cubs throwing out Keegan Thompson, who's been doing a phenomenal job out of the bullpen, now getting an opportunity to start. So that's going to be a great game. And then, of course, the Sunday game, you got Stroman, who's still trying to prove that he's a top-tier uh, quality starter for the Chicago Cubs. And then we're throwing out Dylan Cease, who's trying to have a bounce-back game. So it's, it's going to be some good baseball nonetheless. Of course, first pitch here on 670, the score— pregame starts at 5 40 on saturday and 35 on sunday respectively want to go ahead and thank our guests for today of course shane reardon who along with myself will be putting on the brand new podcast for the chicago whites that's yeah, called the southsiders thank you make sure you guys are looking out for that and taking a shot every time we curse gotta thank mark gonzalez for coming on and talking some cubs socks with us of course hub arkish the legendary we appreciate him for joining on. Got to thank our producer extraordinaire, Brian Callahan, who's taking care of us and making us sound phenomenal. Don't forget bet. MGM tonight is going to be following at 9 PM. But right after this, Steve stone had a phenomenal interview with Mully and Hall, dropped some gems on us. Talked about Dallas Keiko, the state of the Chicago white Sox. We're going to play that right after this. So do not go anywhere. Have a fantastic Memorial day weekend for Anthony Heron, for Gabriel Ramirez, We'll see you guys next time. This is 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with
2: eligible trade-in when you switch. Mm-hmm.